Hello, hello, Forefront family. Welcome to Open Studio number five of the Web3 Creator Residency. This is a big, big week. So the resident creators that have been with us, Alex and Tez, this is their last week. Allie, of course, finished off her residency uh, last week and is now enjoying a break, a little bit of digital detox. Uh, and then she'll get right back to work, I'm sure, with the exciting Play Library project. But I am so happy to welcome uh, as part of the second cohort, this is their very first week, Kabuki and Demo. So quick introduction to our Forefront family, because uh, by now I'm sure you're well familiar with Alex and Entes. Kabuki is a musician, uh, veteran DJ of Germany's drum and bass scene, uh, record label founder, multidisciplinary artist of more than two decades, and Kabuki is currently exploring large format installations operating on the fringes of sound, light, and movement. And we are going to let Kabuki describe his uh, residency NFT project in more detail in a few minutes. But before that, I also want to welcome Demo. Demo hails from Argentina, and he is a musician and 3D visual artist. He is currently world-building his most cohesive and expansive project yet, entitled YH4, which consists of fantastical biomes and creatures belonging to the same universe, an ode to nature's beauty. So welcome, Kabuki. Welcome, Demo. Of course, welcome, Alex, and welcome, Entez. So before we jump into it and hear, before we jump into it and hear a little bit more from Kabuki and Demo about their projects, I want to just hand over the spotlight briefly to our friends Alex and Entez, uh, who, as I said, this is their last week of the residency. Uh, Alex, let us know how the last week went and what the Forefront family can look forward from you this week. Yeah, last week was really fun. Um, still continuing to do the not public interviews, anonymous interviews of the Forefront community to get a deep dive into what makes Forefront so special, what the challenges are, and how we can all grow in a sustainable way together. Um, and then, yeah, the Twitch stream was really fun. I finished the song that's going to be, I'll say more about that later at the end, I'm still figuring out what we're saying about, okay, I'm just going to stop there. There's some fun stuff coming later. <laughs> um, and then this week, I'm going to be doing another live stream on Twitch, producing music for preseason training on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Very Amazing. Exciting. Amazing. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Entez, handing it over to you, my friend. How did last week go? I know you did a, a session on Gorilla, exploring your artistic and creative influences uh, tell us how that went, my friend, and tell us what you have planned uh, for this coming week. Yes. Um, hi, everybody. So this week, um, starting with uh, Thursday, I got uh, the inauguration of the tunnel, the vortice, the graffiti tunnel. I paint um, this big installation here in Peru. So I show a little bit of that. Uh, actually, we started doing the video a uh, couple, couple weeks ago, so now we got uh, 10 minutes, something like that, uh, with all the process. And about the Web3, this Friday, we got uh, different kinds of, of uh, opportunities where I see about the guerrilla in Web3. So with that, we got emojis, some memes, animations. Uh, so we already 
starting working last week about what's going on with the, the emojis, what's the way to, to do it. We try to uh, do it together with a forefront for sure because we don't know how is the way to put the emojis inside Discord or inside Twitter. We try to find a way, but we try to build this huge, uh, this huge project about guerrilla. I'm pretty excited. So, also this week we try to buy the Oculus to starting doing uh, graffiti in what's it called? Uh, what's it called? Meta, right? Meta? Mm -hmm. Yes. We try to Meta. You mean you? We try to, the metaverse, or you yeah, mean meta? Metaverse. So we try to go inside and put graffitis there. So I'm starting doing uh, awesome. graffitis in, in the iPad, and later we send it to the other people, and these people can, if you get a house, you can put the graffiti outside. So try to nice. try to build this this project, and actually we present a huge dark video middle of that so the idea is put the video of the uh, construction of the faces uh, and me talking every hour actually we take a little bit more because it's uh, the last week so we are pretty exciting because we try to do something it's never been in web3 right like put guerrilla yes. inside it's completely different it's not spam it's completely different so we try to don't don't uh, cross that the line it is spam or is guerrilla you know so we try to put <laughs> a line this we identify now some problems there you know because maybe the, the people understand no that shit is spam so I don't like it you know so we try to mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I love the way that you're thinking about it. Look forward to jamming with you on that later, my friend. Uh, so now I would love to hand this over to Kabuki. Kabuki, uh, I know I'm not alone in saying I've been very excited to see, uh, to see the start of your residency, my friend. Uh, how, how have you been, how have you been feeling? Um, have you been doing a lot of, it seems like when we, we talked before you came onto the residency, a lot of the project was already sort of concretized in your mind. You already had it split up, it's structured into various weeks. Has there been any shifting or fluidity in your game plan, or uh, has it been pretty much what you what you settled on before the, the residency began? Well, it's pretty much how I uh, kind of mapped it out. This is how I like to work, you know, that I decide on the game plan and then I stick to it. And, you know, through this also I have to fight through certain um, certain issues that I maybe didn't envision before so of course you have to you know roll with some of the punches that that you didn't expect but in general I just like to set out the the, the plan and then just follow it you know I'm, I'm a big hiker so this is something that I really love about hiking that you know this is the path that I need to follow and then all you need to think about is putting one foot in front of the other so this is kind of one of my productivity hacks and this is also what I'll talk about in the first session tomorrow, which is called Rules and Rituals. And this is kind of like how I usually set out uh, kind of on every project that I that I start out on. I always like to set these boundaries and have a very abstract goal. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I have no issue 
uh, kind of finding the inspiration because you know during the time for instance when i was uh, i've been teaching speaking with students like what i often hear is uh, kind of this fear of the blank page or not being able to finish things so this is something uh, i always circumvent through these guardrails that i create for myself and kind of like switching these uh these sides of the brain you know the one side that is more systematically i like to sit down map things out and then when i know in the back of my mind okay this is settled then i can switch this this uh, hemisphere off and i can just be in my creative zone so this is kind of uh, what i want to talk about during the first week so this is all about um yeah about understanding how to stay in a productive uh, kind of mindset and also how to uh, stay accountable this is also very important i for instance one one trick i love to do is i like to work in series so i always have certain themes that mm. i um kind of work under so there's like certain rhythms i need to deliver or there's certain boundaries that i create within so through this if i don't put something out when it's expected or i don't show up for instance i was writing a, an album live on twitch and i had this daily hour blocked into my schedule and i knew that if i wouldn't show up people would be wondering where i was <laughs> and even if it was two or three people it, you know it didn't matter it's just the fact that you are you are held accountable for that so this these are some of the productivity hacks i want i want to share also with the forefront community because like my goal is really to stay very abstract in what i plan to do so that everybody who has kind of like a creative urge is able to mm. kind of take these and run with with the ideas and then make them their own this is really what i'm i'm looking forward to do i love this i love this i can't wait to participate and, and play along with you um what tell us more about the nft project itself the generative mm -hmm. nft project so my very first uh, foray into web3 was actually a generative nft that i um, that i minted and i just loved uh, you know generative principles from a very very early uh, kind of age and that's like i think one of the cornerstones that i really um that, that really resonated with me was the oblique strategies that was kind of like a it's like a, a set of uh, playing cards um, um, created by uh, Brian Eno and basically the idea is that whenever you get stuck in your work you pull out the card from the set and you, you read what's on it and you have to interpret and ha kind of use that to overcome your your creative block so this was where I felt like okay there's very interesting aspects about you know inviting randomness or chance mm. into your into your work and then there was john cage music for changes where he literally used you know like where you would flip a coin and it would kind of influence certain aspects of the of the composition so this was something that uh, i always incorporated in my work so when i when i learned about NF, uh, nfts and specifically the fact that you can uh, use the code to create unique variants of kind of like a a specific source i felt like this is some like uh, an idea i want to explore through music and i taught myself um javascript i mm. think that was kind of like another uh, uh, kind of uh, excuse to to learn a new skill and to kind of iterate the the process uh, through the the creative uh, idea you know having this this north star and then figuring out okay how do i reach this so teaching myself javascript understanding how the whole process works when you mint something like okay how does the hash get incorporated because for my nft what i did was i would use the hash from the token that was used for the payment 
and uh. then use that to create a random seed. So uh. to have like a true kind of impact from the actual, you know, to have this kind of transitional effect of the person interacting with the work and what comes out is actually depending on what they put in. Mm. Fascinating. So yeah, th this is really kind of the, the, the idea I want to explore further and I, I'm going to um, introduce a platform that allows kind of like a no-code approach. So it's an object, it's based on objects that you connect with one another and this can then be used to generate the, the source code that you would otherwise need to type in line by line. So I feel like this is a very low uh, entry barrier and everybody who has c some kind of interest to, you know, tinker on their iPad or like, uh, you know, there's so many uh, tools available these days where there's a very low entry barrier where you don't need to study like uh, kind of phone book size manuals mm -hmm. and you can just be creative. And this is something that I want to use and then show how to use that code and integrate it into the shell so that you can then deploy it and yeah the goal is really by the end of the month to have a, a generative uh, nft on um, on the on the tezos blockchain which i also want to use kind of as a as a use case for you know um like a very creative environment there's really cool uh, uh, uh how can i say communities there and mm. specifically for this kind of generative work i feel like it's it's a very cheap to to mint your your work mm. it's it's very there's transaction costs are very low it's also uh, eco-friendly so there's mm. a lot of aspects about it i feel it, it would be a great match for for the forefront community so yeah that's my plan awesome i'm stoked to learn more about tezos and i'm glad that it, with this cohort uh, folks are branching out um, and this is why i asked alex and maybe alex can share some uh, some insights from the from the why web 3 session that you did uh, where you talked about NFTs, because I feel like the, these are assumptions people are watching already know. They already know what blockchain they want to be working on. They already know why, uh, the pros and the cons of each blockchain. And I certainly don't. I know very little about Tezos, so I'm excited that you're you're branching out, my friend. Um, I, 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 I want to check Tezos in with... A lot, and it's oh, you really do? Good. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is I, it? So, like so tell me, with me knowing next to nothing, tell me a little bit more about why Tezos is, is like so favorable for you as an artist. Maybe Maybe as Kabuki is saying, there's like a, a feeling of community that hmm. um, there's a lot of movement between between artists, you know, like artists by two artists, and it's like a constant flow. Uh, maybe I feel like I use I use like uh, like Ethereum and Tezos mainly, and with mm -hmm. Ethereum is like I I mean much more rarely, and it's much harder to to sell, and it's like uh, mostly collectors that will buy your stuff, but with Tezos it's different. It's like more uh, 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 an art, uh, artist-based community, and there is a lot of flow and movement, and there is great art. And as Kabuki is saying, it's pretty uh, accessible to to mint economically, but also it is mainly open. There's a lot of different platforms, so you can choose. And they work pretty mm -hmm. well. The one that I told you, Caroline, is object, with, which works mm -hmm. like perfect. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's mainly yeah great, and it's also Tesos as a coin. It's a growing coin with a lot of potential. So working mm. with those technologies, with our, which are like growing and evolving, yeah, it's really good. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Maybe I can just add one please, one quick story please. that was kind of like a Web3 aha moment for me. Um, and that was kind of coming through 
to Tezos, and uh, you know, as as Demo said, it's very community based. So everything is very much like grassroots. And one of the early kind of platforms that uh, was used for minting and and trading uh, uh, art NFTs on on Tezos was just uh, done by a single person, and it, it evolved, and then traffic grew immensely. And then for some reason, this person decided to just shut the the storefront and all the um, kind of all the NFTs that were previously accessible through his platform were gone, right? And so this was like for somebody who was not so well versed in in, in Web three, the the first sentiment was like, oh my god, everything is gone, mm-hmm. we've been rugged. But it was like I think an hour or around that that actually other kind of community members then quickly threw up this uh, different platform and with a, a similar interface and wow. in no time everything was accessible again so i felt like this was a great example mm. of of um, the whole decentralized aspect you know if this was like a centralized database and if this person would have decided to shut wow. down the store everything would have been gone but in this case everything was uh, registered on the blockchain and it was just a matter of building up a new front end so i that was really like a aha moment for me cool thank you for sharing that story kabuki uh, demo, my friend, I, I want to pass the, the mic back to you. Um, maybe I, the introduction that I gave, if you, if you want to add to that, let folks know a little bit more about who Demo is and what you've been up to, uh, how you've approached your residency, and what we can look forward to this week. Uh, well, hello. Uh, yeah, uh, well, what you said, it's uh, mainly the way that I would present myself. Um, I think that uh, I did stuck to my to my plan to my game plan when I was like uh, preparing for these sessions coming this week, but I but in the moment of making like the title for it and really thinking about them, uh, I realized that uh, maybe first day first session on Thursday, I want to make like a an an introduction of my of my of my creative project, you know, you know like uh, sharing my works until now, sharing like my my main influences, like making an introduction of this whole world that I've been that I've been into, like this visual world, and I really want people to to get into it, you know, like to see how how it is, and I'm really excited for it. You know, like making kind of an exhibition where I show all my stuff and I show all the things that uh, inspire me to do this. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for it. Uh, I think that there's a lot of stuff that I want to show that it's like my influences that will um, will make will make it more understandable of the things that I, the, the things that I then do, you know? So, yeah. And well, I want to start with my, with my project that you just talked about, YH4, and also like create uh, live. And well, stuck to the plan, but be open, as I told you before, to let things happen and let things flow, flow and this creative energy with this creative energy that it's the way that I'm used to to work you know uh, different from the way that Kabuki said that he usually works under a, 
under um, a path that he al he already sets before of starting. Like I usually do not think about it, and it's different ways of working, of course. I'm kind of interested on on what can happen now that I do have a game plan. Because uh, yeah, things can get like more organized now. Of course, <laughs> it can take to 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 interesting places. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited and really grateful to be talking and sharing with you here. Yes. Yes, grateful to have you here, my friend. Um, I, I wanted to leave some time, because um, as I mentioned on the past Open Studio, I, I think it's most interesting when, when y'all, the creators, can actually interact with each other. Um, given that Alex and Entez, this is their, their last week, uh, they've, they've basically been through the process. Um, do you, Demo or Kabuki, have any questions about their experiences or their sort of learnings during this, uh, during this residency? Yeah, maybe just uh, from my side, I would be curious, um, like how did your perspective change creating in public? This is something that I'm always kind of very uh, conscious how important it is to filter this in certain aspects or to actually let it into the creative process. So I'm, I'm just curious how that worked out for you. Okay. So for me, switch a lot because I come from the street and it's another world completely, you know? So I got, I'm starting the, the, the residence with idea, but now I change a lot. Like this last, last two weeks, uh, my main, my mind changed a lot because now I understand how is the way to do guerrilla in Web3. Now I, I, I get some idea to how I can do it and now I recognize uh, what's the deal with the spam world too, you know, like how is the limit of guerrilla, uh, what the spam started, you know, because it's a little tiny line uh, to cross. So for me, switch that first and later the process of the doing the NFTs is the same, you know, because it's art. But but the idea to to give something more with the NFT in the community to me is the guerrilla. So now I'm really focusing that. So switch all my plan when I started to now the finish, you know. Good question. Yeah, I'd love to add, I feel like a lot of my initial proposal for the residency kind of, I feel like it took a 180. Like, I was planning on doing the music privately and the interviews publicly, and then it became clear that the opposite was what was needed <laughs> in order to bring out the most honest answers in the interviews. And so I feel like I've made a lot more unexpected progress on the song that's my final project for the residency and just reminded me kind of how wonderful it is to kind of be creating on the spot and I feel like in the past when I'm recording by myself and trying to play chords and looping looping the section that I'm trying to find chords for I won't be recording it but for some reason when I'm on Twitch 
I do record it, and that was how I was able to capture some of the ideas that I'm most excited about now. So that was really cool, too. Thanks for asking that question. Yeah, that's an, that's an excellent uh, question, Kabuki. Thank you, thank you for asking it. Um, and I've I've also uh, often thought that, uh, just like Alex pointed out, uh, I don't know if y'all have had a chance yet to to see that the video that we made of Alex's sort of creative breakthrough while producing, uh, but that's made a huge impact on any on everyone who's watched it. And so this is uh, for me just another uh, sort of proof, a demonstration of the value of. Uh, of building in public is that if we weren't doing that, we would have never had an opportunity to capture just a moment as exhilarating and thrilling as that. And for me, that, that really represents like the heart of the creator residency. Everyone knows what it's like to feel that way. You know, and Alex, you said that this moment was essentially um, seven years in the making. You said that you, you first began this process of training and, and learning everything that you had to do to get to that point in 2015. So this moment that was seven years in the making, we had, actually had the honor to actually see you go through that um, and just amazing amazing serendipity of actually being able to capture that uh, and then Entes is too I think I can add on to that as someone who's been fortunate enough to be a community member watching him is um, this new direction in his work would not have been possible Kabuki if he had not been in such intense dialogue with the community. And going back all the way to his W3CR original application video where he set out his vision in like in seed form. You know, I know it was so helpful for me to kind of uh, accompany him throughout his first two weeks and then go back and watch that original application video. And then I was able to sort of synthesize and say, oh, this is where Entez is going. Um, and what a, what a privilege that is. Often, I think so many times we're just kind of in our own creative bubble, where if we're lucky, we have a partner in life that can be like a cheerleader for us. But how often it is that we have someone that is so uh, intently observing and witnessing our creative process that they can they can be that mirror, they can reflect back feedback that can be like pivotal to our transformation. It's not often the case that we have that. Um, and and frankly, this this is a, definitely a challenge for the W3CR during this bear market. It is it's very very quiet, and so um, I it's it's been but it's been an honor to be in community with with the creators and actually experience what it is like to do that communal co-creation. I know if Ali were here, she would have a lot of things to say about that too. But uh, thanks Kabuki for that for that question. Um, Demo, do you have do you have any uh, not to put you on the spot, my friend? If you don't, that's perfectly okay. Do you have any questions for either Alex or, or Entez about their residency experience or, or anything overall? Actually, I think that, that question that Kabuki made mainly like made me think that that was the question that I was going to ask. You know, but, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty pretty interested about it. In fact, I would love that every every moment of, of creation that I had was recorded. You know, to, to oh my get goodness. There and see. <laughs> It would be no, no, no. I mean, in my life, you know, it would be great to to go back and see the moment yes, in, yes, in which I, yes. I was creating this this specific time, this specific moment. It's it is so magical. So it, yes. it is really interesting for me to to record it and be like creating life, even not only for the one scene, but for me. I mean, like it's something really interesting because there's a moment. It's like a moment in which you cross a line where something happens. Yes. Like a really magical moment. And that being recorded, yes. it's it's really valuable. So, yes, yeah, that's great. I, I did see the one from Alex, and it, uh, it was great. 
And, yeah. And yeah, well, maybe I I would ask how 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 uh, how do you feel uh, like all in all, not only about like sharing and creating life, but like spiritually and and then maybe energetically after mm. four four weeks of uh, of this experience. Good question, my friend. I love that question. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel spiritually cleansed and because I feel like also initially I was trying to put in so many hours for the interviews and then I got COVID and Caroline was like, why don't you switch it up and do this instead? And I feel like my tendency in my life has been to just give, 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 give it, like do all this extra stuff and to physically not be able to do that because of COVID was such a blessing. And then to be able to have three more weeks in the residency of showing the music and doing interviews where I'm asking really challenging questions, you know, has just been so life-giving. And on the music side, you know, I've talked about how I used to make songs specifically for ads where you can't say, you can only say so much in the lyrics and the production can only be so wild. So to be on this path of like, a straight arrow of like clarity, you know, I want to make, I want to tell a true story. I want to speak from experience and what's, you know, tell a story of why I've found a passion to live again, you know? And, um, so this residency has really been the kind of, uh, fertile ground for that, for sure. I got one, one recommendation about the residency. I agree with Alex. For Alex is for COVID, but me is like a decision we do together with Forefront to take one week out in middle of the residence. But it's pretty important because in this week, my mind switch for sure. Like this is the week actually because you don't lose the, the, the communication with the Forefront. So you, actually you get a time specifically to, to talk about other a question if you got more questions of how is the way to try to understand or try to move you know some situations in the in the in the real world to the web free so for me it's pretty important sorry I'm eating now in middle it's middle of the day here but I'm starting with my friends we we painting together but uh, the pretty important thing is take one week to think about what's going on with the plan, what's going on with the process. Because it's very helpful for me to uh, take this week off. Really, it's no week off. For me, it's more week, more work, but switch it. You, you, you mind? It's like a take a break and see the peace outside. You know, when, when you're staying, staying mm -hmm. in my case, I'm staying painting and I need a, a day to think about what, what am I doing. Sometimes I return and I switch everything, like erase the wall and starting again. Because the plan got another another thing, you know, and more flavor for me. This is my recommendation personally, take one week in the middle of the residence to do it. Actually, to four because it's pretty important to take 
this week off and still talking with the community. And mm. one point more, listen too much Caroline Cole. She's pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not endorse that message. Thank you, my friend. Yes, thank you so much. That's very, Words very of kind wisdom. of you. Um, and actually, Intis brings up a really, really good point. And to be very honest, because we are building in public, I had this conversation with, with Ali. Uh, and I, I realize now everyone has their own different creative path. And the reason why I think uh, Intes this week off, like Alex kind of had a forced, a compelled week off, and we just heard from Alex what a blessing that time off was. Um, Entes was paused, and the interesting thing is that I felt a little bit um, shy in coming to Entes about, about questions and feedback, but I was it strengthened in that ability to do so because in his game plan, he had specifically said that Garas Latinas was an emergent project. So this kind of, it, it gave me the permission to go to Entes and say, hey, can we just like, can we brainstorm this? And in other situations, if he had not been taking that week off, I would have felt like intrusive. For me to come on like with Kabuki during after a second, we say, hey, Kabuki, can we kind of go back to basics and talk about this? I would have felt like, why am I wasting Kabuki's time? But because Entez had said that it was an emergent project, I felt that it gave me permission to hop on a call with him and to jam. And I, like I said, I shared during the last week's open studio, uh, Entez was so excited. He, he literally said that during that week, he felt like he was 15 again. And for folks that have been watching his open studios and his his Riverside sessions, it's not as if Entez is like this. He's full of life. He's full of vitality. When he's painting, he's like laughing to himself. He's enjoying it so much. So the fact that during that week where he was paused, that he felt like he was 15 again, it just goes to show where he went this very powerful, vital, creative uh, moment where he was just wrestling with like the basic questions again. And so it really brings up a very, very interesting point. And I also have thought about this, about this four-week um, friendly uh, pr pressure cooker, which I know a lot of artists said that I need that in my life. Otherwise, I'm just thinking, thinking, thinking. Uh, but I am also beginning to see on the other side what Entez experienced, which is the value of not having it be four weeks of boom, 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 like back to back, because there's so much of what you're doing. You're doing your project, and you're also thinking about engaging with the community, building bridges with the community, doing sessions and workshops that are dynamic. So it's a lot to compress in into four weeks. Um, I, you know, Alex, you've already spoken to that. I feel like you've already spoken to how, in, how pivotal it was for you to have that time off. But Kabuki, do you feel like it's not as relevant for you? Because unlike Entis's project, it's not, it's not so emergent. Although I think I'm, I'm missing nuance here. I think I think you do very much leave room for fluidity and, and adaptability. It's just that you have a framework for doing so. And, and my, maybe I'm completely off, but, but tell, me, tell me what you think about that. No, I think definitely there's uh, kind of uh, pros and cons, you know, for having kind of like two phases of a, of a project where you also have the possibility to go back to the drawing board because I think the the beauty of, of building in public is that you can always fall off the rope right that's that's a given if you don't leave that room or that possibility then you're also missing a chance to grow that's my experience and i mean i felt i felt miser miserably in in front of an audience because i'm willing to go out on a limb you know and then when you're there in this situation you realize this is all not coming together then 
a, a new path emerges, right? So this is kind of the, the those are the moments that I I live for. So I'm I'm more kind of like uh, the person who likes to have this specific framework, and then I try to fill that with life. And yeah, just as I said, you know, assess each moment as it as it uh, emerges, and then understand like what is my my reaction to this, and specifically also learning how to um, you know how to understand which situation or which phase mm. I'm in. You know, this is a really cool book by Stephen mm. King on creative writing, and he has he coined this phrase: uh, "Write with the door closed, edit with the door open." So this is always mm. the the challenge. You know, if you have the you have this constant mm. voice of the critic in your head, and if you while you create, you, th you tell mm -hmm. yourself, ah, this might not be good, or how will this person think about it, or that's not me, you know. If you do this, you're basically robbing yourself of, of, the, of the possibility to grow. And I find this is always an interesting kind of uh, uh, like, uh, like a, a situation when you are in front of an audience or when you are kind of being vulnerable, open the doors, and you show how you are kind of stumbling in the dark and trying to find your way, you know, then it's very easy for that voice to get amplified and then to be more uh, critical of yourself and it starts to become this feedback loop where this negative emotion just kind of gets amplified so that's why I feel like this is kind of the, the interesting or that, that's why I love this I have this kind of structure in front of me you know because then this also gives me the confidence like okay just just put one foot in front of the other and then something something good will come out of it how about you demo i've yh4 your your residency project it in the previous conversations we've had it seems like you like you were saying you you tend to be more fluid it, it's like you said you, you haven't you haven't earlier in your career set out a game plan um long-term goals you just sort of you put yourself into a creative situation. You have an intuition that occurs to you in that moment, and that's that's kind of how you you shape uh, your vision. But is this essentially how YH4 has sort of proceeded, or was there in general like could you just could you would you say that you received this intuition about the project as a whole, this fantastical universe that you're building, or is it more like bits and pieces um, that you you created one thing? It's yeah. like discovering, discovering it in the process, you know. Mm. Uh, like with, with music too, when I, when I made like maybe n not albums, but like mi mixtape or, or cohesive um, compilations of, of several pieces, it's usually like it, it, makes, it makes it in itself uh, during the process. Uh, with, mm. with YH4, which is like a... Like a different biomes from the same universe with with several creatures like and they're like all belonging to the same place uh, maybe the first piece that I that I made I wasn't thinking about this um, the second piece that I made I wasn't thinking about this but I started like recognizing that these yeah. were like, from the same universe and from different biomes so it's uh, it's like uh, the, the things that I make speak to me um, that that is the way that I create usually, you know. Like well, when I recognize a pattern, I I can say, okay, this is this collection, uh, and maybe I start making some paths for it, you know. Like I, I 
one, but that's once I, I, I recognized this uh, after creating, you know, at least the, the first uh, steps of a collection or, or anything that is like a, a collection. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, that's a way of working. I, I did work on, a, on other ways, of course, like saying, okay, I will make this and this cohesive thing. But usually the, the best things that come out of me are like uh, mm. not planned. Uh, after making maybe the first two uh, pieces from YH4, I, I did realize that this, this was from my universe and I started creating after this this topic it also got got interesting but maybe I think it's like I lose something and I win something when I start working in this different way hmm. because there, there are things like this uh, uncertainty that that you have when you're starting something that you don't know what will happen it's really magical to me uh, hmm. but it's also magical to know what what you're about to do and <laughs> But you know, usually when I when I kind of know what I'm about to do, the result is like absolutely different. Mm. That usually happens to me. But yeah, fascinating, but yeah. fascinating. Alex, how the concept of preseason training and the 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 intro, the outro, what's going to be the first song, what's going to be the sec the last song, how, is this a process of discovery for you as well, or did you have like a roadmap? when you were setting out what this album would look would look like? Well, I kind of began to create my roadmap. I have a playlist on Spotify. I know, like, what's Spotify? <laughs> I've never heard of Spotify, you know, something with three hours. Just joking. Um, but a playlist of reference songs from back when I used to train for basketball, you know, what I would listen to a hundred times, you know, that would just provide me with this endless well of inspiration and listening to those songs and hearing, but listening to them with new ears because I didn't have the ears of an audio engineer before. You know, I wasn't hearing, oh, the string section, and then, oh, they're doing this pattern with the hi-hat or whatever. And so then listening back and feeling like, okay, I really have a framework. You know, these, I didn't realize that these were strings before in, in this one song. Um, All the Above by Mano was a huge one that I'd listened to, probably listened to like a thousand times, I have no idea. But um, that was how I started building my framework, was hearing, hearing these songs that I loved so much and still love, and then what's the feeling that they, you know, kind of having the two parts to them. And then just the slow growth of, like, iterating you know having okay this doesn't work but i'm just going to keep trying like not deleting ideas too soon awesome and, stuff like and that. one one sort of note that i have I'm, I'm curious to ask you as i'm watching you on these twitch live streams and it takes such like concentration and attention to detail it's fascinating um it's it's fascinating that you can do this live streaming i know of course you tell folks i'm not paying attention to the chat right now so I, i'm gonna go i'm gonna come back otherwise it would just be crazy making um i know that there's no way you would you would never there there, there would never be a world in which you would say that you you regret learning how to produce for yourself but now that you know how to produce for yourself and now that i see i can see and experience how much time and attention goes into this production process would would 
would you want to have a producer? Because I, when I watch you produce, I'm like, oh my God, so much time goes into, well, that clap isn't loud enough. You know, like, wouldn't, would you, wouldn't you be so glad just to be able to focus on the singing, on the songwriting versus like the tiniest minutia of these thousand plus tracks on every single song? Like, is that like the top thing on your wish list is to get a producer so that you can just focus on your songwriting? Or do you not like, like, I actually love this. And in fact, I love producing. I wouldn't give this up. How do you feel about that? Oh my gosh, I love it. I mean, I oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I feel like the reason that I'm now able to sing with such a depth of emotion, like feels like a depth of emotion to me, is because I feel it in the wow. in the chords and in the instrumentation. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. You know, it was very frustrating for many years, like especially while I was getting off the Adderall, learning to produce and feeling like, why am I even? trying at this you know for so long and it's kind of weird that I did keep trying because <laughs> of how terrible I was feeling but um now you know being mentally well being really blessed to feel that way and be off Adderall for like five years um it's so much fun making the songs I would love to feel really comfortable mm. collaborating with another producer letting them in and ideally Amazing. co-producing in person. And I think when the time comes, cool, it'll feel really no, good. I, I, thanks thank for that question. answering it. And again, thank you for opening up your creative process. It's been a joy to see you, my friend. Nico, I'm, I'm glad to welcome you. Nico is our third resident creator. Nico is a video game developer, 3D multimedia artist, interactive programmer, and DAO collaborator at CityDAO. And she has a really, really cool, intriguing project. Uh, Nico, please introduce yourself to the Forefront fam. Say a little bit about your project, please, and a little bit about what we can uh, look forward to this week from you. Hi. Um, yeah, so sorry I'm late. I, like, I woke up, and the first thing I checked, it was like, when is the next Forefront meeting? And I realized I'm like half an hour late. So <laughs> next, next week, I would try to be more on top of things. Um, yeah, so hi, everyone. My name is Nico. Um, I am, an, an, I think Caroline introduced almost everything I wanted to say. Um, regarding to my project, um, I just finished a really long and um, like a very long and tiring road trip um, through like mid-America to um, from LA to Texas to Colorado to back to North California. So I finally got settled and um, throughout the way I've been really thinking about um, what to create for this residency. So um, I've proposed to create um, like an eco-village prototype for this residency. And um, as I was designing an, ar an architecture and structures for the eco-village, I realized there's one thing that um, I kind of overlooked for the concept of creating like a beautiful place to live. That is that it's not enough for things to be eco-friendly and it's not enough for things to be um, just like um, designed in a very like, naturally intuitive way. But like architecture should also be very inspiring. It should very be. It should also be very very beautiful and like amazing to look at. So I went back to inspirations from ancient temple designs. Been looking at like different temples, such as Islamic temple, such as Chinese temple, Thailand wow. temple, and Indian temple, and just like seeing these amazing architecture were just so inspiring. And then I turn around and look at the earth adobe design which is just a dome i'm like okay that's not enough we need to we need to make more than just a dome 
So um, for the past few days, I've been putting together collages um, on Pinterest and Arena about um, just different styles of temples. And I've um, prepared to make around, I think like four different temples with different themes, each represent different elements and then have different um, styles uh, to them. So, okay, I actually have sketches for the first one that I've been drawing on the road. So it's basically, uh, let me see. So basically, there's four basic elements of the earth. There's um, uh, there's earth, there's fire, water, and um, air. And then I've decided to like mi match each of these elements with a temple, and a temple design at each of elements with a functionalities of um, certain eco eco design principle. So for example, earth is just like gonna be this temple with a lot of plants growing with like aquaponics but then like and, and like aeroponics and designed within like some more ancient temple um, aesthetic so this is an unfinished draft but you see it's like based on a Chinese temple design principle and I'm thinking on the roof it's all gonna be like on the roof and at the side there's gonna be like a certain hydroponics plants growing so like it's not just a temple but it's a temple with a food forest that you can harvest food from and on at the top there's gonna be like sculpture and simple design that resembles you know like lotus and um, um, what's that thing that you put on pizza oregano <laughs> so like the different different kind of plants and this is this is the the first one of all that I plan to just make for this week as a render and a proof of concept and um the and then the every week I would just switch to another tempo. I think the next tempo is going to be represent fire energy, which is electricity and energy. So there's going to be solar panels, but then designed in a way that like looks cool. You know, it's not just flat solar panel. So yeah, that, that, that's my current progress so far. Wow. Amazing. Ah, oh, Nico, Nico, Nico. Uh, yes. I, I just welcome, welcome, welcome. And we're so glad to have you here. So stoked to see uh, the progress of your project. Uh, you just make me grateful to be among this community of creators. You, Demo, Entes, Alex, and Kabuki, just so incredibly crazy talented in your own unique ways. What a blessing. Truly what a blessing. Um, I don't have much beyond that. Uh, Nico, you, I want to just take the last couple of minutes in case you have any questions, because I did give Kabuki and Demo the opportunity, and Alex and Entes have just been throwing wisdom right at them. So this is Alex and Entes's last uh, week of the residency. Um, they've each, in their own way, been through some really transformative moments. Do you have any questions for them by any chance? No pressure. It's okay if you don't. Do you have any questions to throw their way, your fellow resident creators, about what the residency has been like for them? Um, I, I'm still yet to catch up on some of the live streams. I saw like the tweets. It's really exciting. But um, I want to spend some time looking into what you guys have been working on. Um, I guess my question, my only question is that, like, how do you, how do you feel creatively after this residency compared to what you felt before? Do you feel like there's some new takeaways from this experience? You go, Alex, first. <laughs> it's your time now. Okay, what's going on with the mic? Okay. okay. Alex, Alex was also yeah, saying, what, wait, who's going to like, uh, who's coming off mute? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, yeah, how do I love that question. How do I feel creatively after this? 
I feel like it's so much easier to listen to my heart and creative impulses. Um, I feel like there's so much more possibility for my music and that it's worth it to share because doing like the music Q&A talking about how I would train for basketball versus how I now train for music is something I didn't think I would share until like many, many, you know, just like, why would I talk about that now, you know? And so I'm so grateful that Caroline challenged me to do that. Um, yeah, it's just been such a wonderful experience and so excited to watch you all blossom in your projects. So for me, I think so I got uh, a new part inside of my brain about what's going on with all this uh, new work for me like web trees like give me more opportunities now like not only to be um, artists from NFTs or something like that like can give me the opportunity to do to use it the space you know like not only for me, art means uh, connect with, with the community, but more more straight. Like when you paint in the wall, it's completely different. When you you go to the museum and pay to go in, right? It's completely other version. And I think so now I got the opportunity to use the Web3 like the street. So give me that opportunity. When I'm staying in the street, I, I got my stickers. I put the stickers in whatever part I, I want, you know. So, or attack with a marker, you know. So now I can use the internet that, of that way, you know, like goes. It's, it's pretty complicated to try to move all my ideas to other uh, other world because Web3 for me is other world you know like give me more opportunities uh, uh, give me like I don't know it's, it's, it's hard to, to say but it's like I never understand now I understand more you know? like a mm. little bit more so with that I got uh, and it say thank you for this opportunity first and later uh, use it like use it like for real it's like take the opportunity no no only uh, okay I, I can do my NFT and nothing more you know like these people understand and try to do my best like I try to mix my shit in, in the street and try to put that shit in, in the web tree but for me, it's not only that. It's like I try to create a relationship with these people and try to create like a family. You know, that that for me is switch completely different again. I love it. Thank you, Intez. Thank you, Alex, for those 
uh, heartfelt answers. Thank you, Nika, for the, the question. So Forefront Family, this week is going to be action-packed because we have five creators who are putting on live sessions, workshops, live streams for you. Um, just go to our Forefront link tree. You will see in the show notes, uh, this is being sent out as a podcast, be published on all of our platforms. You will see in the show notes um, the website, our community HQ, where you can check out the creator profiles, find out more about Kabuki, Alex, Entes, Demo, and Nico, find out more about their residency project, and also see a schedule of all of their upcoming events. And you can, of course, also follow along asynchronously. We are posting all recordings of their previous events for you to enjoy as well. Uh, but we encourage you to join the Discord, hop into the W3CR uh, Creator Cafe, and engage with our amazingly talented creators. With that, my friends, I bid you farewell until next week. But, of course, I will see you this week in all of your fabulous events and sessions. All right, sending love. Thank you all. Bye-bye, Kabuki. Bye, Alex. Bye, Entes. Bye, Demo. Bye-bye. Bye, Nico. Bye. See you soon. Bye. See you soon, friends. Take care. Thank, Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.